I live on Earth. Uh, that's like the the third planet from the solar system in the Milky Way galaxy, you know. <laughs> so we out here chilling. <laughs> wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolute chaos. So that's my mate Humphrey, today's guest. Me and him had a lovely sit down before he left China. And we spoke about a few things ranging from habits, wanting to fit in, vulnerability, and the support that he has received from his partner, Oli, who happens to be my tattoo artist as well. So <laughs> it was really, you know, a little bit sad for them to go, but hashtag moving to Bali soon. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as me and Humphrey enjoyed making it. Without further ado, my name is Valentin Moyo and welcome to Men Are Human 2. Yeah, my name is uh, Humphrey and I'm an artist uh, by profession. Yeah, I do music, singing, songwriting, a bit of rapping on the side. And my stage name or alias is Jay Young, J-Young. That's who I am. And I'm currently in Beijing right now. Not for long though. Trying to see what's next for me. Yeah. Moving to Bali soon, yeah? Yeah, moving to the island of the gods, nice. as they say. Yeah, just trying to see what uh, the next step of my life is going to be like. And uh, trying to see where I want to take direction mm -hmm. so i'm hearing a lot of optimism in in your in your in your speech there and uh, you know so, but, but what's your mindset how are you feeling about everything though yeah, i'm feeling kind of uh, a little bit uncertain you know i have some doubts but at the same time i'm very excited because like it's unknown territory you know it's like the possibilities are endless you know <laughs> yeah and sometimes that can be a bit scary but my personal philosophy is that if something doesn't make you scared before you do it it's not worth doing you have to feel that that tingling, you know. Yeah, so I'm excited and can't wait to see what's gonna happen for me, especially creatively, you know. You yeah. just wanna see what kind of stuff I can create from there. Mm, interesting times, man, because I've been here in China for three years and I can safely say it's easy here to just fall back and be comfortable and just chill, yeah. not do anything. It's so convenient, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, like China is a very convenient place to live in, you know? Like everything I would say comes easy, you know? Yeah, like you can you can earn, you can earn some money. You can comfortably hear, you know, we've got stuff like Taobao and all that, mm -hmm. you know, it's pretty nice. But for me, the comfort has like blinded me somehow made me lose sight of my my own personal goals like it's distracted me and i haven't really thought of what i'm gonna do next with my life because well i'm in china i'm chilling you know i can sure. just live here but it's made me lose sight of like what's the next phase of my life like what am i gonna do career wise uh where am i gonna go from here and i've been thinking about that for like two years plus now and time has kept on moving but little action has been done for me and mostly i think it's because i'm in this comfortability loop so yeah me deciding to leave is me hoping that once i take out i take myself out of the comfortability zone it will push me to make better decisions for my next step in life well, i completely agree comfort will kill your dreams it will destroy your dreams yeah. no, you, you don't want to be in a position where you're about to be homeless on them so comfort is good to a certain extent yeah but you don't want too much of it because you'll stop growing yeah so earlier you mentioned something about running yeah so yeah i'd like you maybe to take us through the whole journey you know how long have you been in china and what did you mean about running 
running away. I've been in China for eight years now. So, you know, uh, I went through some stuff like a few years back, you know, four years ago and a lot of stuff that damaged me emotionally, mostly. And because in the society that we live in and as well as in my household, as a man, as a male, we are always taught to suppress our feelings, you know? Like you can't cry as a man, you know? Because it's, it's considered to be seen as a sign of weakness. Mm. Who, who told you well, that? Well, a lot of men uh, in my family, you know, my dad, my uncles, you know, my grandpa, like, they're like, as a man, you have to be strong, you know, you can't show your emotions, you always have to be tough. So any sign of vulnerability, any sign of showing emotion, you will be compared to a female. Like, oh, he's crying. Look, he's like a girl. You know, come on. You know, you know. I, I don't think that is right in any way. So, you know, because personally, I don't believe women to be weak because women are really strong. Yo, women are women strong. Women are super strong. You know, but the way society like paints this picture of vulnerability as weakness and associating it with characteristics of women is, I don't think, is right in my opinion. No, not at all. Yeah. So, being vulnerable to me, I was told I can't be vulnerable. Can't show my emotions. Always have to be like straight strong for the most part. That's what happened. You know, like I had a lot of stuff I was dealing with do, do you mind sharing more on that? Yeah, like I was dealing with a loss, you know, I like I lost my mom Yeah, and I like didn't really grieve her properly You know, I always had to like avoid those feelings of loss and grief, you know also went through a, like a, a tough relationship for like four years and it didn't work out in the end and that like messed me up emotionally and messed up my sense of worth you know and all that stuff was like kind of going on in the same time period so i couldn't cope with it like i always had to like bury all these feelings and just try to distract myself whatever i can find and that's what i meant by running you know but you can only run for so long because in the end everything catches up with you mm. So how were you running then? What was your method of running? If we can stick with that metaphor. My method of running was like just trying to distract myself with a lot of outside influences, you know, like you know, just maybe hanging out in places that I normally wouldn't enjoy hanging out, you know, maybe taking part in drinking alcohol and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, such kind of stuff, like anything that would distract me from the pain that I felt, from the grief that I felt anything mm. that would just take my mind off of it you know and I, I would avoid like just being alone with myself because as right. long as i'm alone all those thoughts will start creeping up all those emotions mm. will start creeping up and i didn't know how to deal with them so i was trying to run for a long time oh mate yeah i'm sorry to hear about your mom my condolences um so i, I lost my mother when i was a lot younger as you mm. know and I, I suppose i didn't understand at the moment it didn't really sink in it sank in over time yeah, yeah. But I can't imagine losing someone when you're a full grown man, you know, when you can really understand things. So that must have been painful. Sorry about that. No, thank you, man. Thanks. Thanks. So what was the point when you, when things caught up to you and you were just like, no, I can't run anymore. And you know, it's time to face it. When was that point for you? Kind of like a, um, a year ago. I just realized that this is not what I wanted to be doing in my life, you know? And this is not the direction I want to take with my life, you know? I didn't enjoy the stuff I was doing. So it just like all hit me at the same time. And I think it brought about a little bit of depression because now in my head, I thought I was this person who had who had it all together. And like stuff couldn't phase me, it couldn't affect me. But then I saw myself breaking down and deep down myself I was like whoa so I'm just this human and who can also be affected by these 
this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a bit overwhelming, and like I started dealing with stuff like self pity for the situations that I'm in that I put myself in. But then I had to face everything, and I had to dig deep and try to find the root of all these feelings, the cores. You know, yeah. like I had to do a lot of inner work and a lot of acceptance and a lot of compassion to myself that I'm still doing today. Don't get me wrong, it's not easy. Like it, it doesn't go away that fast. Like you always have to constantly work on it. Like it's yeah. it's a process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm still working on it to this day, but I can say that I'm in a better place than I was. Like I've made a lot of progress. And uh, another thing is that the, my partner right now, uh, Ollie, like she's also helped me a lot in, in, in developing. Yeah, and in facing my demons per se. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. And just working on, on them and like working on myself and bettering myself. Yeah, that's wonderful stuff, man. Um, I think it's really good that you're doing that. And speaking of yourself in general, how has your identity inf influenced your creativity? Yeah, that's the thing. According to how I grew up, being liked was a form of acceptance and that acceptance also meaning love, right? In my household, if uh, you do something and your parents like it, like everybody likes it, your relatives like it, to me, it translated as being loved and accepted. If I don't get that from people now, especially if I'm expecting to get it, it hurts. And it translates to me not being loved, which is also just like a form of rejection and as humans, we all need love. Like, basically, human beings, we crave love. And the feeling of rejection really hurts. So, uh, in my situation, when I don't get the desired reaction, it just turns out to be rejection. So, I am afraid of being rejected. Everybody is afraid of being hurt, to be honest. So, we try to avoid that at all costs. It's like a defense mechanism. Yeah, subconsciously. You might not know you're doing it, but it happens. So, for example, if I put something out and it doesn't get the, re uh, the desired reaction, somebody doesn't like it. I'm not loved. I'm not loved. Some people like it though, right? Some other people like it. But the thing that happens with me is, even though a lot of people like it, but if one person person doesn't like it it crashes the whole thing down Damn, <laughs> like really everything just comes crashing down after that so okay uh -huh. let's say for example 20 people rock with it but there's just, just that one person who doesn't like it so does that mean yeah <laughs> what yeah because somehow i think like if it was really that good everyone would like it <laughs> <laughs> yo no. yeah like why does this one person don't like it like what's wrong Okay, so I have a question for you. Do you like everything? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Of course I don't. Yeah, I didn't think so. So then, when it comes to your art and creativity, what is it about that that doesn't connect with you? That maybe this person simply doesn't like it because perhaps they listen to this on a bad day, you know, or something. You know? Yeah. So then, what do you think stops you from making the connection that, one, people may not like everything and two some other factors might affect their mood so i think mostly is because <clears throat> i attach my art with myself a sense of self-worth and i think that's the mistake a lot of people make especially artists we attach our sense of self-worth to our art and if our art is not perceived in a way we would like it to be we start feeling like we're not good enough we're not mm. worthy that's yeah. right so i feel like 
Other people should learn how to not associate or how to attach your sense of worth to your art or anything you put out. Like you have to have a sense of self-worth within yourself so that even if anything comes from outside, it won't affect it. So that's what I've realized recently and that's what I've been trying to work on. So I feel like if I deal with that, it will push me now to like put out more, you know? The more I put out stuff, I think the better it will be for me personally as an artist and as a person <laughs> <laughs> true yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a good thing you bring up self-worth yeah so how have you been actually realizing your own self-worth um there has to be a lot of self-compassion you have to be your biggest fan you have to like love yourself first even before you attempt to love anyone else so you have to like practice more self-compassion you have to be less critic of yourself and you have to be more self-accepting because i realized recently as well that i never accepted myself fully you know subconsciously i think i could do this better i could be like this more you know but i feel like the path to knowing your self-worth is self-acceptance first accept yourself for who you are you accept yourself yeah that's a really good articulation there i like that but we both know that's easier said than yeah, done yeah <laughs> so what's the process <laughs> then around that mm. you just have to like look at yourself fully in all your aspects because as a human being we are so versatile there's a lot of parts within ourselves some parts we might not like and some parts we like more than the other parts but the key is to be okay even with the parts that you don't like i think that's uh, how you can try to start working on self-acceptance being okay with the parts that are not good the parts that are good just trying to live with that i've known you for for a while now and i can certainly say i i noticed a shift in you and because previously, you know, I would speak to you about how's your music going and you'd be like, oh, you know, I, I want to get to the, I'm waiting for a studio mm. because the process for that will be, I need to find a studio first and then, you know, execute, blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah, it seems as if you've got to a point where you, you know what you need to do and stuff like that. Yeah. So what was the shift for that? I'm quite curious. When was the shift for you? Well, uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of procrastination in the past, you know, and like everybody we all have stuff that we would like to do we all wishing i uh, wish one day i could do this but there's little action that is taken mostly for me it was the fear of failure what if i do this and then it doesn't work out mm -hmm. what's gonna happen the fear of failure like it seeps into a lot of pockets in your life you know you get to procrastinate you get to get stagnant in in a lot of areas in your life because you're you fear to fail so I had a lot of fear of failure you know that that held me back a lot but recently as I learned failure shouldn't be an enemy but you should embrace it because without failure you wouldn't push yourself to go to the next level so for me I viewed failure in a bad light trying to avoid it at all costs and as always attaching my self-worth to everything that I do so <laughs> if I fail at one thing that is gonna translate to being okay so I'm, I'm bad not worthy to do this mm. and that so i feel like we have to overcome that fear and embrace it and accept it and use it as a ladder to push us to the next level mm. as some sort of driving force that makes sense so we talked a little bit about our upbringings and 
you know, mm-hmm. both of us having African families and uh, being born in Africa and stuff like that. The culture is super religious and, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth types, you know. <laughs> you have to be humble, you know, that whole dynamic, all of that. So mm-hmm. how do you think that's linked with the need to be liked for you? Well, yeah, like like in my house set up, you know, you can't be confident. I think there was a certain line that was drawn, like you could be confident, but only up to this point, you know? <laughs> yeah, like you can't brag about yourself that much. You always have to show humbleness. The same thing of showing humbleness also connects to trying to be liked. So in a situation where you're trying to be liked, you would always associate being humble as being likable, you know? Mm-hmm. So... You expressing any amount of confidence will mean that you're not humble, which means you're not going to be liked. So practicing humbleness usually meant, okay, I'm going to be liked now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this thing of uh, the fear of not being liked, it's, it's, really, it's really massive and it should be worked on a lot because I realized I used to deal with a lot of situations of self-betrayal you know because i want to be liked in a situation where uh, maybe at work and you're trying to negotiate for a salary raise you know but you still want to be liked by your boss so you would suggest this okay i i want to be getting maybe i want to be getting 10k i want to be getting 20k your boss says no but i feel like uh you you still need some time to develop and I, I don't think a raise is a good idea for you right now. So you just keep paying you the same amount. So in a situation like that, you would fail to fight for yourself. Cause you're like, okay, if I fight for myself, if I try to argue with my boss and negotiate, she won't like me. And right. if she won't like me, I won't feel good about myself. So I will betray myself. I will betray what I feel like I am owed to the feeling of being liked by my boss. Now, is that fair? to yourself that's not fair so like i betrayed myself there and betraying yourself has a lot of consequences that people don't uh, realize until it's too late because for me once i betray myself subconsciously i used to get mad at myself hating on myself I'm like why are you dumb you you know you're supposed to get you know you're worth this much yeah. but you settled for less because you want to get liked so that's the like the critic part of me talking now. Oh. So now I have a situation where I have inner conflict now. There's the good boy in me that always wants to be liked. And there's the critic, (laughs) the critic part. So now there's a fight. There's a conflict. The good boy wants to be liked all the time. And the critic now has an opportunity to beat the good boy up. And in the long run, that's damaging on yourself. That's damaging on your mental health. That's damaging on your own self-perception you know so the need to be liked like it's crazy how it works yeah and i also noticed it in a lot of situations where for example uh, i'm maybe i'm invited to go to a place by someone i know i really don't feel like going yeah but because i was invited by this person and i don't want to disappoint them i would go so i would ignore my feelings and i would just go because i don't want to disappoint the person i want to be liked if I go to this uh, occasion, I'm going to be liked. I'll be viewed in a positive light by this person. Oh, okay. No, I understand that. So but so then how does that translate then? Because you cancelled on me a few times. <laughs> so does that mean you don't want to be liked by me? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, no, just kidding, bro. No, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite curious as well. So do you... Would you say that the need, the need to be liked is all sort of interrupted with your 
creativity process because you know on the other hand you wanted to post stuff but then you couldn't post stuff because you know there was a conflict between this the the good boy and the inner critic inside you because you knew if you posted something maybe there might be like a a negative reaction or something like what, what are your thoughts on that yeah they need to be like affected uh me as an artist a lot because it held me back from expressing myself artistically because i'm afraid of not being liked what if i put out this song and someone doesn't like it that means i'm not worth of being liked i'm not worthy of being loved you know so the reluctancy came from the fear of being of not being liked so that held me back i used to hesitate to put stuff out a lot there had to be like a huge effort from me inside to just like put out something i had to like do a lot of convincing to myself like, uh, okay you have to put this out you can't keep all this art to yourself you need mm. to express it mm. so i have a curious question for you why is it so important to you that you are loved because in your eyes being liked and loved are the same thing aren't they so why is that important i think because it affects the way i view myself if someone likes me or loves me I feel better. It makes me feel worthy of being loved. It like enhances my self-worth in a way. Mm -hmm. So I want to be liked and loved yeah. because mostly I'm human and it's a basic human need. And that need is recognition, the need to be recognized. Every uh, human being has this need. Even if uh, sometimes we try to hide it or downplay it, but every person has this need to be recognized, yeah. the need to feel accepted, you know? It's like, it's for survival as a human, instinctively. Sure. So then how does one begin you, you know, how do you begin to balance the two between the inner critic and the, the little boy who wants to be liked, you know, and yeah. the creative? How do you do that? Uh, what I've learned recently is trying to work together with these things within myself the person that needs to be liked and the person that's always judging me the critic and the good boy for me to move forward mm -hmm. these two have to be resolved they have to find common ground that's mm -hmm. the only way it's going to work in my favor so for the good boy that needs to be liked i have to reassure him that it's okay even if you're not liked i love you i accept you fully yeah so I have to have that love within myself. And for the critic, even if I put something out, I start beating myself up about it. If someone doesn't like it, I have to also treat him as a friend, you know? Yeah, he's a critic. He always tries to like judge me, but the critic is only looking for what is best for me. When I dug deep into mm. this, he's also avoiding to be hurt. So I have to be his friend and make common ground with the good boy and the critic. For the good boy, it's okay not to be liked. For the critic, it's okay for things not to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. So you have to reassure him, like, in everything, I am trying my best. And I have to show compassion. Okay, now let's talk about the missus. Ollie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We know she's super active out here. She's everywhere. She, she's laser focused. She's get after it. She knows what she's doing. So being around that energy, how does that affect you in general? For me, mostly it has been very inspiring, you know, because I'm here living with a person that is focused, that is dedicated, you know, and uh, 
they're always consistent because she's an artist you know she puts out a lot of work she's mm -hmm. very active on social media in my mm -hmm. opinion she's at a level that i would like to be so i draw a lot of inspiration i'm like whoa if she can do this i can do it too you know true so it gives me a certain a push you know like she's doing this i'm like okay uh what am i doing with myself now like okay she's moving forward okay i need to put my socks up you know <laughs> yeah so it's been like a drive for me it's been very helpful and she's been very uh inspiring in my life you know but there's then there's also another part of me you know just as being a man you know naturally i'm competitive so i try to like compete with everything she does you know She's putting stuff out on the net and she's getting like a bunch of views. I try to put something out, I get like a few mini views, you know, <laughs> and I start feeling bad about myself. Like I start feeling a bit envious. I'm like, damn, like, you know, like, ah, why is she better than me? I need to do something better. You know, like instinctively as a man, I'm always competitive and I want always to like top the other person. So I catch myself in brief moments, like uh, being envious and being a little bit jealous. So what do you say to yourself in those moments when you catch yourself trying to compete with your other half? What's the conversation in your head? Yeah, so uh, what I say to myself is I try to first practice uh, self-compassion and self-acceptance, you know. I shouldn't beat myself up or I shouldn't feel jealous. First of all, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. I'm learning to like feel my emotions and not ignore them. So it's okay to feel envious, it's okay to feel jealous but it becomes a problem when you dwell on that so what i do now is okay i'm feeling like this okay i feel the emotion i observe it i try to dig a little bit deeper okay why am i feeling like this where is this coming from i observe it i find out the core i let it go i don't dwell on it i let it go it's okay to feel your emotions it's okay don't have to dwell on it and then make mm -hmm. certain actions from those emotions yeah yeah so i feel these emotions i observe them i let them go and i come back to myself i'm like okay everybody is on their own journey and we're all on different paths so it's natural to compare but it's not healthy because it's gonna damage you but what you can do is just try to get inspiration from another person like, absolutely oh, wow she's she's doing pretty well getting a lot of views okay if she can do it i can do it too like it motivates you like if you view it in that light I agree. If you have that energy around you, it kind of pushes you also to, to be better. Mm. So has she ever made you feel jealous about it? Because from what you're telling me, it sounds like she's coming from a place of, oh, look, you know, look what I'm doing. Yeah. But have you felt like she's making you feel jealous? Because the danger is maybe when you start, because you say you're competitive and mm. the danger is maybe when you start to do things based on, oh, I can do it too, you know, like in, in the, the spiteful sense of maybe trying to also be seen, not from a place of creativity. So I guess my question is, has she ever made you, have you felt like she's made you feel jealous of it? No, one thing I would say is that nobody can make you feel anything. Oh, I like that. You make yourself feel things. Mm. People take things according to what they're going through at the moment, mm -hmm. according to how they see the world, yeah. according to their past traumas, their past experiences. A person can put out a statement. You can perceive it how you like it, according to your own experience and what mm -hmm. you're going through at the moment. 
So she can say, look, I've got a, a, a bunch of views. She would just put out that statement, you know, but because maybe I'm dealing with issues of self-worth. Mm. I'm like attaching my, my, my worth to my views. She tells me that automatically because of what I'm going through, I will feel threatened, but she's showing off, right? <laughs> but initially she's not showing off. She's just sharing what's happening with her. So mm. I feel like she doesn't make me feel a type of way. We all decide what to feel. So the key is just not try to take everything personally. So true. Most, most guys struggle with that because not everything is a shot at your masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to comprehend sometimes what people take things so personally. Also, I find it quite interesting you know, coming from the same guy who doesn't want to post <laughs> things because he's scared that someone might not like it. <laughs> so, you know, it seems like you know, you know the principles, but there's there's a disconnect there between knowledge and application. You know, uh, is this some newfound knowledge that you found recently, or like, what, 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 or have you always known this and found application difficult? No, it's some newfound knowledge. You know, I just recently found out recently, and uh, yeah, Ollie helped me find that out. We're both working on ourselves, and we're helping ourselves develop a lot. So it's something that I recently found out that actually nobody can control how you feel. The moment you do that, it's like you give power to the other person. It means you're in the wind. Someone can just control your mood if you let them. If you feel like, oh, oh no, she made me feel this way. You know, <laughs> there's always a choice that has to be made on how you mm -hmm. choose to respond. Yeah. Yeah. Someone can say, oh, wow, you, you look good today. There are a lot of responses that you can take from that. Well, if you feel insecure about how you look and someone says you look good today, you're like, wait, mm. so I don't look good or not? Yeah, like what are you trying to say? <laughs> are you trying to say I look ugly, you know? <laughs> or you can take it like, oh, wow, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. Thank you for the effort you took in noticing how I look today. Mm, a very mature response. Yeah, yeah, you know, right? So it's how you take it, how you choose to react. It's always good to kind of keep in mind that we have the power to react how, you know, we choose to, that it's all in here as opposed to out there, you know? Basically. <laughs> yeah. So before we kind of mentioned about the religious aspect of things and how meekness and, and being humble is, is valued and people telling you now, you can be confident only up to this point, <laughs> you know, so other people deciding for us. So in your words, what does confidence look like to you yeah i think uh self-confidence would look like just me being okay and me being proud of the stuff that i do and what i accomplish without feeling any sense of guilt when i'm expressing myself i think that's how it would translate for me like to be self-confident because sometimes i remember in the past like if i try to brag about my accomplishment or try to feel confident i'll be self-conscious like oh, how would this make the other person feel but as a person, you have to be authentic to yourself. You have to be real. If you're happy about what you accomplish, if you're proud, show it. You don't have to downplay it. It's not going to be good for you in the long run, you know? So it all goes back to like self-acceptance, self-love, you know, self-worth, you know, you know, you're worth it. You know, you know, you have it. You know, you're the shit. <laughs> you have to know it deep down within yourself. <laughs> Yeah, you know, being the shit and knowing that and owning that requires a lot of self-awareness. So for things that we're talking about here, you know, I, let's say we, we, that time in 2021 we met and I was like, you know, Humphrey, 
you, know, you need to do your inner work. You, you that wouldn't have kicked, right? So, and I'm sure for some guys listening here, they might be thinking, oh, you know, like, what, what's all this stuff? So, yeah. when was the point that it all clicked for you and it made sense? And I think specifically, what made it click? Uh, what made it connect uh, most, for the most part, is my partner as well, Oli. She did a lot of work on herself because she was also in a bad uh, place, but she worked on herself to be where she is right now. Yeah, that kind of pushed me to also like take a look at myself, a look at my life, you know? What I mean by inner work is uh, getting to know myself better, getting to accept myself better. Cause I realized a lot of things. Like I realized I don't love myself. I don't accept myself. I wow. betray myself, you know? I'm not completely honest with myself. And all these things are going to affect everything because I can't do this for myself. I cannot expect to be able to do it for other people, my friends, my family, my relationships, all that stuff. So like the relationship that you have with yourself is the core, it's, it sets up all these other relationships. So if the relationship you have with yourself is poor, you cannot expect to have a healthy relationship with anybody. Ooh cold facts <laughs> yeah so what i mean by inner work is that trying to establish a very healthy relationship with yourself because there are a lot of people that have toxic relationships with themselves you know like toxicity yeah you know like healthy relationship with yourself love yourself accept yourself encourage yourself you know all these things yes. trying to break down some certain beliefs that you have some certain norms because okay everybody grows up in different cultures we all brought up differently and at some point those views uh, in the long run might not be helpful for you those certain type of beliefs so you have to like uh, like dig deep find out why you do certain things you know because sometimes some things don't make sense you just do them without knowing unconscious habits that you grow up having well, i'm glad you mentioned habits yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect segue because you mentioned that you were reading atomic habits didn't you? so do you mind maybe sharing more about that book there that you've been reading lately or that you've read? Yeah, Atomic Habits uh, is a book, very fascinating book written by uh, James Clear. Yeah, I read this book earlier this year and it's been an eye opener for me and it's been very helpful. Yeah, so basically it just talks about small steps or small habits that can build up into larger and beneficial habits. Because atomic means uh, what, the smallest particle of an element, right? So the smallest types of habits or the smallest type of steps that you can uh, take in order to achieve your desired habits. And it talks about, it digs deep into how habits are formed, you know, and the cycle of habits, uh, uh, rewards, like most of our habits have a reward at the end. One of the principles they talk about, like if you want to develop a, a healthy habit for yourself, the first step you can take is trying to identify yourself with it you have to shift your identity for example uh you want to have a habit of maybe going to the gym working out you know yeah so you have to ask yourself questions you know what kind of person goes to the gym what kind of person works out that means person who's taking care of their body right a person who wants to be healthy so once you identify yourself like as um okay i, I want to be a person who is healthy i want to be a person who is in shape what kind of steps can i take to be that person you know so you start cultivating habits like that right you, you start well, slowly i'm gonna stop you right there <laughs> it's partially my bad i think what i meant to say was hmm. how have you taking those principles and apply them to your life you know i mean like your life g you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah like so yeah so that kind of stuff so how 
uh, for me, because there are a lot of exercises in that book that you can use practically, you know, mm. apply them to your own life. Like I had to write down a list of things or identities that I want to associate myself with. I wrote down that list and then I started writing down the habits that I would like to cultivate from that list of identity. And I started working from there. So I recommend this book to everyone, you know, because it's, it's really <laughs> helpful and mm-hmm. things deep. Because mm-hmm. okay. most people don't know, like most people are just lost. Like we're just living life, following the wind, wherever it goes. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you have to make a decision on what kind of person you want to be in the world. You know, mm-hmm. like you have to take charge of your life. You can't just follow trends, you know. Go wherever the wind blows. Like, what do you want from life, you know? That's true, yeah. Yeah, make make a decision and you go from there. Mm. Guys, you heard the man. <laughs> Check that book out. I recently made a video about it as well. It's a great book. It might give you some practical advice on how to really plan your life out and cultivate better habits. So I have a question for you. If you were to meet a young Humphrey, you know, young age... <laughs> <laughs> Freshly graduated out of university, he's feeling himself. (laughs) (laughs) What would be your message to him? What would you tell him? What I would tell him is to be authentic. Just be who you are. Express yourself fully, regardless of the response. Your art is your art. The key is if you love your art, that's enough. Authentic self-expression. That's what I would tell him. Don't be afraid to express yourself authentically. Love yourself more. Give yourself a pat on the back. Congratulate yourself. You know, yeah. That's what I would tell young H. (laughs) (laughs) No, cheers for that, man. So as we're coming to a close, Humphrey, my G, is there anything you want to share with the people or any last words, anything? No, I just want to thank you at least for what you're doing, especially with this podcast. You know, I feel like it's it's very helpful because you're addressing a lot of stuff maybe that uh, some people are not comfortable enough to talk about, you know, and uh, at least you're creating a platform. You're getting some topics heard, some topics talked about. So you're shedding a light and that's very good. We need more people like you in the society. <laughs> so, so yeah, keep up with the good work. Thank, thank you. you. Thank appreciate you. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I also really, really appreciate how you've come on here and just opened up yourself and shared about Mm -hmm. your mom passing your past relationship i know that must have been not easy to share about that so i really really appreciate you coming on here and sharing that man man. thanks thanks so where can people find you mate people can find me uh on the socials you know uh, i'm on instagram mostly at humphrey j young yeah my artist name is j young it's like j and then there's a dash and young you can find me on spotify as well on apple music on audio mac like all these uh music platforms i'm out there on youtube as well like give me a follow and a like subscribe (laughs) anything (laughs) yeah thanks for uh having me today man it's been my pleasure thank you sir thank you for coming If you have made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I love you and I appreciate you. And if this has been helpful in some shape or form, please share it with someone who you think it might be helpful for. I hope you continue to heal, my friends. Until next time, goodbye.